Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Warriors 24-7 podcast, a spinoff to the Rick Barry Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Warriors247Pod, and you can follow me on Twitter, your host, Brandon Cadiz on Cadiz 0 on Twitter. Today, we are joined by a special guest, a good friend of mine, a production assistant at NBC Sports Bay Area, and a data stringer for the MLB. Lauren Johnson, you can follow her on Twitter at Lauren's Lame with two E's there at the end. But I think Lauren is dope. We need to change that to um, to a new Twitter handle. But we have Lauren here today to talk some dubs basketball, especially since she got to be there on the night where Draymond, Clay, and Steph all returned for the first time. Lauren, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Brandon. I'm super excited to do this, and I'm super happy that you asked me to do this. Awesome. Well, you were there for NBC Sports Bay Area stage managing when Draymond returned against the Washington Wizards the first time in 1,005 days at the trio of Curry, Thompson, and Green all stepped on the court. Draymond missed nine months due to that lower back injury slash calf injury. So, Lord, what was it like there? What was the atmosphere like when Draymond first stepped on the court? Well, there is definitely only one way, one word to describe it. And that word is magical. I mean, like you said, it's been over a thousand days since I think the new Holy Trinity of the modern NBA have played together. And it, it, it was loud when Draymond came in, he came off off the bench just to see unlike clay who started in his game for, in his first game back. So it definitely was magical. And it was a night that I don't think a lot of warrior fans are going to forget yeah absolutely and right 10 seconds after Draymond came in he got that um got that screen for Steph went split action and Curry hit that three the roar of the crowd the electricity of that arena would you say it was almost like a playoff like atmosphere compared to days back there at Oracle oh absolutely I mean you're right the crowd just went absolutely nuts and even when I, I don't know what was louder when Draymond hit Steph for three or when Bielitsa just chucked it to Draymond and then Draymond hit his first three. D- both were just equally impressive and loud. Yeah. And not only was it uh, Draymond returning for the first time, but it was also Steph's birthday that day. And he went off. He had a birthday bash, a curry flurry, as they like to say. Steph with 47 points, seven of 14 from the three-point line, six rebounds, six assists, 20 points in the first half, and went off for 27 in the second half. And there was that number, Lauren, as we both uh, mentioned off-air, that Curry, I think, had 30 or 31 points with Draymond Green on the court. So just being there, watching a little bit of that game, and I know you rewatched some of that game. What do you think Draymond's impact is immediately there with Steph and the shooters? Well, let me just say this. Um, It is definitely not a coincidence that Steph went off. You're right. It was his birthday, but Draymond coming back, I think had a bigger impact because with this, with Dre, uh, with Steph, Clay and Dre 
all back. I mean, there's, it's a different mentality. There's a different mindset. And with that different mindset becomes different chemistry. I'm sure they can just read each other's minds and just create something that are, that is just so incredible to watch. And I really think that this is the championship mentality that Draymond would talked about in his post game. So definitely not a coincidence. Steph went off because of Draymond Green. No. Yeah. I absolutely great point. Draymond, one of the best uh, screen setters in the game and really being able to mesh with Steph and knowing their spots, being on the team for 10 years together, as well as him also teaching James Wiseman on screen setting. Draymond's one of the best in the game there. But, uh, of course, the Warriors uh, had a little bit of trouble there at the end um, against the Washington Wizards. They pulled it to within nine points, but Steph scored 13 straight points. And I know you saw it there live. Got that little head fake there, and Porzingis just, looked like he was dancing, breaking his own ankles, and Steph just scored. I mean, Steph went for 13 straight points. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it comes to it, – it is just so demoralizing for the opposite team where they can do everything they can to guard Steph Curry. They can, they can double him, they can triple him, and he just still creates plays that are just – I can't think of another word except magical yeah. and it's Raymond back now, like especially setting screens and giving Steph like that, just a little inch of space to even hit even more. It it's going to be really fun to watch come playoffs. Yeah. Come playoff time. Shea center is going to be rocking and we'll talk more about Steph's numbers after we got to get to our sponsor here. I mean, the chase center is going to be hosting the West regions, uh, sweet 16 and elite eight and you know march madness is a time to be betting on these college games and if you want to bet on uh lauren's u of a and alumni there to win it all then you can check out our sponsor bet online it's that time of the year as college basketball takes center stage with a tournament finally upon us if you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games bet online where the game starts. So let's talk a little bit about that March madness bracket, Lauren. I'm sure you have U of a taking it all on all of your brackets. Oh, I definitely do. I mean, what Arizona has done this year, I haven't been able to watch, you know, like every single game, but I, I try to watch as many highlights as they can. And it's, it's so much fun to really see them, go in the post Sean Miller era, which I know everyone was kind of unsure about what they were going to do. What weren't they going to do? And to see my cats go like have a lot of people predict that they're going to go all the way is really fun to see. Like, I wish, I wish they could have done it when I was there, but I mean, you know what, this is still pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you got to see Deandre in there, uh, during his time. So that was definitely great. Uh, Personally, for me as a St. Mary's alum, I got them going to the Sweet 16 and finally getting bounced by Baylor, probably pulling an upset there, most likely off against UCLA. But again, for all your betting needs, go on to Bet Online and check out our sponsor. 
Well, we got to analyze the numbers now. Back to Steph Curry. Some stats here. I know you said it wasn't a coincidence with uh, Steph coming back on – or Draymond coming back on Steph's birthday. Steph, though, likes to torture this Washington Wizards team. The last four games versus the Wizards, including the last contest, 47 points, 18 points, 32, and 38. And Steph is averaging 33-5-5 and on his birthday. So he just likes to put on a show for everyone in attendance. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny to think, you know, just a couple of weeks ago when Steph, it seemed like he couldn't hit anything and he was yeah. just in a slump to see. And I know me along, along with, a, I'm sure a bunch of Warrior fans were just thinking about taking a cheese grater to our heads saying, you know, oh my God, are we going to be a four or five seed instead of the three or two seed just because Steph can't seem to make a three? Like what mm-hmm. is happening? And so to actually have him go off on a night like this, that is so special. It, it really... I think I think we are back on the championship bandwagon. And that's what Draymond said post-game too. Whether they're a two-seed or a three-seed, they're going to win the championship. And Bob and Kalena had to clarify and ask him, did you just say you're going to win the championship? And Draymond certainly said, yeah, we're, we're going to win the championship. So I love that Draymond Green says that on his first game back. And I don't think it was a coincidence either that the Warriors in the first half shot – nearly at 50% from beyond the arc with Draymond back. Again, Draymond's numbers in limited minutes, 20 to be exact, six points, seven rebounds, six assists, and one steal. And Clay and Poole also had 20-point games. They did start Jordan Poole in this game with Andrew Wiggins uh, being out. Kaminga took that role. Uh, just a three-headed monster now, Lauren, with Jordan Poole's uh, I think seven straight games now that he's scored 20 points. How do they all mesh together with Draymond back? Well, it all comes down to options. I mean, I love that Kerr has started pool in, in this two or three spot, you know, especially with Wiggins being out due to a general illness. It, it really is fun to see some, you know, Steph Curry-ness rub off on pool when he like, when he flipped that shot up and he just while falling and he made the layup. It's like, that is, that is a shot that only Steph Curry would make. And so when Steph was slumping, when Clay was kind of, when he, Clay just came back and he was still kind of struggling, it was fun to see Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins and a lot of the rookies like Moses Moody and Kuminga really just step up and find a way to, to score and make plays. And so I think like when it comes down to, um, even when Wiseman comes back, I think further down, you know, in a month or two, it's Steve Kerr is just going to have so many options with lineups and I mean, maybe even in the playoffs, like um, second or third game, you know, pool starts instead of clay. So mm-hmm. that would that that's that would be something that I wouldn't be against because it so far it has worked. Yeah, it has worked. And I think they're taking a little bit of uh, a little bit of an honor on the past Warriors teams with the status of uh, strength and numbers. Uh, a lot of people have compared the 2015 Warriors team in terms of depth to this Warriors team with a lot of depth, but a lot of the depth comes from the young guys. Would you say this is um, the deepest team in terms of the bench or option-wise that the Warriors have had since that 2015 team? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, in with, uh, you know, even when Wiseman comes back, it's going to, you know, d- just due to his size and raw athletic talent, it's going to be really fun to see how he does mesh with, you know, Bielitsa with Draymond, with uh, Kuminga, with Looney, like, and just how, 
Steve Kerr can really use him to create just a, a lineup that's so indestructible to opposing to, to opposing teams. Yeah, and you mentioned Looney there and Wiseman and, and the bigs now with Draymond Green. Have the, they have the ability to be small but still hang in there on the rebounding margin. Draymond's first game back, the Warriors out-rebounded the Wizards 44-35. to 35. And you mentioned this, Lauren, you brought up this stat, and it's a stat that the Warriors fans need to remember is Kevon Looney has played all games this season, and he's an Ironman. And I think, if I remember correctly, he's only one of five players in the NBA to start or play in all games this season. So just talk about how he he was like Steph in a sense of he had injuries early in his career, but now he's the Ironman and anchor for this Warriors defense, with, especially when Draymond was out. Definitely. I really, you know, it really was fun to see him develop and actually, you know, just like really defend, you know, to start creating turnovers and, and start stripping the ball out of big centers hands that don't necessarily know, like really aren't good at ball handling. So it really is fun to see him get some assists to Steph, some really good pick uh, screens, some give and goes to watch him really develop without Draymond. And yeah, like you said, be kind of the Iron Man for this team has been really fun. Yeah, and I got to experience a little bit of the athleticism from Jonathan Kaminga. Got to get myself um, to Chase Center earlier this season when they took on the Suns uh, for the Warriors. And limited role there, but just your thoughts on seeing a freak of nature in Jonathan Kaminga up close and in person. This kid has a bright future. Absolutely. What just really... (laughs) Which is what is really crazy to me is, and I have to keep telling myself, this kid is 19. Yeah. When I was 19 years old, I was, I can't even begin to describe, I can't even begin to describe it. This kid is 19. And for him to have such raw athletic talent, like he has, it still needs to be fine-tuned a little bit granted because he mm-hmm. is still a rookie and it's just, he's, he throw he does, he does it all. And I'm so happy that the Warriors got him in this, in the draft that they did in the spot that he did. And I really think, I don't think he's let people down. Like, I think, I think he, I think he has definitely lived up to the hype. Yeah, absolutely. Has lived up to the hype. Two steals and two blocks. Does it on both ends of the court there against the Washington Wizards. Great overall experience there for the Warriors against the Wizards. The big three are back, but post game, some comments were made from Draymond at the presser. Uh, indirectly said this, but a lot of Warriors Twitter and reporters knew who he was pointing at. Uh, at Anthony Slater specifically, did, Draymond did not like the comments of uh, Draymond being in birthday mode, quoted by Anthony Slater in one of his articles after uh, the game in L.A., against the Lakers where the Warriors lost. Draymond celebrated his 32nd birthday in the night before in LA, but was not seated on the court with the team in that loss against the Lakers. So your thoughts there on Draymond not wanting to address the media and taking that a little bit personally of uh, Anthony Slater's comments, Lauren. Well, you know, I don't really blame him for not for wanting to actually come out and say something about it. I mean, I, I feel like he, you know, he has to, he's a competitive person and especially to have that, you know, cause remember it's to have that injury that started out in his calf and then it went to, to be about the nerves and then it was his back. Mm-hmm. And there was a big fear that he was going to have surgery. And when the news came out that he wasn't going to have surgery, I think everyone just took a 
big sigh of relief. And so the comments that were made to saying, oh, he might not be, you know, rehabbing, trying as hard enough in rehab, you know, that he's, that his mind is focused on other things. It's like, what do you want him to do? He has a back injury. He said he couldn't dunk two weeks ago and now he's back on the floor and he just dropped, you know, nine points or whenever it was in his or six points and had seven rebounds in his first game back. And the fact that he couldn't even sit on the couch, he had to lie down on the couch due to his back. I just, I don't understand what these reporters want out of that. It's like, okay, you're throwing stones when it's, it's Draymond Green we're talking about, like, you know, so and even when he went on vacation in Cabo, he took the head trainer and he was working out for two yeah. hours a day. I go, what other star would do that? You know, like, because rehabbing does take a lot of time away from your family. And so for him to be dedicated to take the trainer with him on vacation to really help him work out, I think just kind of spoke, spoke for it all. Yeah. And it's uncalled for, um, especially with celebrities too. Uh, Draymond was celebrating his birthday. I mean, he's a human being. Let it, let him have some fun. Um, he wasn't there on the court, particularly that night on the bench uh, versus the Lakers, but he was there later on for the rest of the games. And like you said, took Rick Scalabrini with him, the trainer, and he took the rehab process very seriously. And just a few years back, we know how serious a back or a spinal injury can be with head coach Steve Kerr. Multiple surgeries couldn't even be on the bench. So Kudos to Draymond there for even when he felt like crap, he was there on the sideline uh, with his team. And another Warriors player, uh, as you mentioned, Lauren, uh, when we were planning out this uh, meeting uh, for this podcast, that the Warriors won't have, um, you say with Bielitsa, right, for tonight due to general illness? Yeah, so I... Um, I don't think Bielitsa has kind of stepped up in this role. You know, I mean, he's a, he, he is a big, you know, he has kind of worked out on defense, but with him being out, I think against a good team like Boston, I think this upcoming game tonight is really going to show how the Warriors and Draymond can really show off their defense and how Draymond really has come, how, how far Draymond has come from this injury and, you know, and defending players like Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. So I think uh, I think them playing Boston or Draymond coming back before playing Boston, I think it couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, and we'll see how they react to that, especially if Bielitsa is indeed ruled out and if Andrew Wiggins is ruled out too. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga did a great job there against the Wizards. Kristaps uh, Porzingis had his way there in the second half, had nine points in the fourth quarter, eight points there in the third and 17 total there in the second half for Porzingis. So, I mean, Jason Tatum, as you mentioned, one of the best young forwards in the NBA and 101 ISO players, if I say so myself. Uh, tough hand there, especially if Andrew Wiggins is out. Uh, of course, do you think they put on Clay and Draymond? Do you see a little bit of um, uh, switching there on who guards Jason Tatum because the last time out last year um, when fans weren't allowed in the arena we got treated to a show Jason Tatum and Steph Curry going at each other one-on-one 
Yeah. Um, I, well, I think it all comes back to options again. I mean, mm-hmm. I do think we will see a lot of switching with Clay and Dre. I mean, Draymond is just such a great on-ball defender. He'd, get, he'd be able to get in Jason Tatum's face and make him shoot that three over him. And so whether or not he'll make it and that'll be a different story. So, but I think Dre, or I think um, Clay even being, you know, going one-on-one with him, I think it's going to be a really tough matchup for the Celtics to overcome. Yeah. And it seems like the Warriors have flipped the narrative or flipped the script last week. And I, I will admit to this that I was one of the fans there. I was on the panic meter of like a seven, they lost five games in a row and now they're going for a five game winning streak against a very good Boston Celtics team out of the East. Uh, Lauren, what, what do you think here? Do the Warriors go after that number two spot? I know they have a big time matchup against the Memphis Grizzlies on March 28th in Memphis. So that could ultimately decide the second spot of the tiebreaker there. Actually, the Grizzlies have beat the Warriors more times, so it wouldn't matter. The tiebreaker would go to Memphis, but uh, your thoughts here, do the Warriors chase that second spot to get a more uh, favorable matchup in the playoffs? Absolutely. It's, you know, now that Draymond's back, it is, it is green lights for everything. I want to see, I want to see them play hard. I want to see them play rough and I want to see them really try to fight for this championship because like you said, there are, there are good teams, you know, it's not just, it's not just the Suns, it's the Grizzlies. And we all know what John Morant can do. And so with Wiseman coming back with Kaminga, with Draymond, I want to, I want to see that matchup. Like I really do. I want to see Draymond Green guard John Morant because we all know because John Morant does what John Morant does. Yeah. So it is going to see, and so it is going to be fun to see. And even um, playing the Suns and playing the Heat, it really, I mean, you are playing against teams that are going to be in the playoffs nonetheless and definitely all have their shots at winning the championship. It just, you know, just it it all comes down to who gets hot at the right time. Yeah, 13 games for the Warriors left, and we looked at 500 teams that they faced. Six of the last 13 games are against teams above 500. Again, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, Memphis, Phoenix, uh, and Utah to close it out. But the Warriors have a favorable last four games against Sacramento, the Lakers, San Antonio, and New Orleans. I personally, uh, you know, the Lakers record speaks for itself, but when they play the Warriors, they play like a completely different team. They're a team to watch out if they get that eighth spot or the – seventh spot to potentially take on the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. Lauren, here, give me your teams in the first round that you would like the Warriors to to face against and a team that kind of scares you there if the Warriors end up in that two spot. Well, I would like to see them kind of play the Lakers, like you said, mm-hmm. especially if, you know, especially if Russell Westbrook keeps just throwing up bricks and, you know, imploding that team from the inside. Yeah. I think that'll be a fun statement matchup to watch, but a team that really scares me, I want to say is definitely Dallas with Luca and yeah. um, Utah with, you know, Rudy Gobert and also the nuggets. I mean, the warriors play them on a back-to-back. They split the back or not back-to-back. They split, you know, both games last week. Yeah. And it's like that first game when, you know, when the starting line, when Curtin even play Steph or Clay or um, half of their starting lineup, I, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, this is going to be a wash, you know, who knows. But then, you know, two days later when they did play him again, it was like, hey, you know, that was without Draymond. So I think the, the Denver kind of scares me because of Joker. 
So, yeah. yeah. And so that's going to be, I don't know. Cause they can, you know, I think they can hang with them. Like they can take them, you know, it's going to be physical and it's going to, I think that would go, you know, to like the last game of the series. So teams that scare me are Dallas and Denver. The Suns, I think, you know, like later, maybe like, we'll, we'll see, like, mm-hmm. I think with Chris Paul out, I think the Warriors are kind of favored in that point. I mean, like it just, it all just depends on what, on how Wiseman and Kuminga and Draymond could do against DeAndre Ayton, because we all know Ayton is a God. So basically I, I, this is going to, and like how the, you know, how Denver played the Warriors, how Dallas played the Warriors, they're not going to see the same Warriors that they saw a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago. So I think, I think the Warriors can hang with them. Yeah. I like how you mentioned the Denver Nuggets. I feel like they're a sleeper team just because Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray are scheduled to come back around the playoff time and they haven't played with them obviously all season long and Denver still has this amazing record uh, with the Joker doing all this work and as you said Phoenix is still definitely scary winning all these games without Chris Paul to keep that in mind and when Chris Paul's back um, they're going to be a tough out there hopefully Warriors and Suns in the Western Conference Finals and lastly Uh, Before we get into uh, uh, some thoughts here again on the Boston game, James Wiseman has seen three G League games against the Stockton Kings, the G League Ignite, and most most recently on Tuesday night against the Clippers G League affiliate, 18 points in the first game with six rebounds against the Kings, then 19 points and 14 rebounds against the G League Ignite. That game was at Chase Center, and last night, 15 points, nine boards, and three blocks for James Wiseman, we got news before coming onto this podcast that the Warriors have recalled him back and he'll practice with the team here because they have three days off. And Bob Myers said on 95-7 the game that he'll determine if he'll play in the next game against San Antonio or if he'll need some more G League time. So your thoughts here on Wiseman's last couple of G League games, Lauren, and what we can expect from him whenever he returns. Well, I mean, as, so as you just mentioned, like the G league versus the ignite, uh, he had a double double with 19 points and 14 rebounds. And then last night's game versus the Clippers, the Caliente Clippers, he had 15 points and nine rebounds. So he almost had two double doubles in back to back games. How, you know, from, from a, from a rookie that has had his injury issues, like with his knee and that had surgery, I think it'll, it is only a matter of time before we see him play with the other guys. I, I don't, th- I think, I don't think one more G league game wouldn't hurt, especially to really fine tune that as we, you know, so he can, so he can come back and really be a competitor against these over 500 teams that we just mentioned, like the heat, like the suns, like the Grizzlies. So I think one more G league wouldn't hurt. It, it's going to be interesting to see what he does at practice today with the rest of the team. So, but once he does come back, I think, I think we're golden. I think, I think we're, I think we're good. Yeah. And just got to keep in mind all these games, this is only all in 20 minutes and in a minute's restriction. So to average nearly a double double in 20 minutes coming off a knee surgery is pretty amazing. And last season he averaged 12 and six with the Warriors. So if you can average that and spot minutes for Looney, if he doesn't start, which we don't expect him to, then that's amazing for a young kid. And he seems to understand the game a lot more. Um, and he's gotten bigger. He's gained like 15 to 20 pounds of 
muscle is what the report was. He looks huge compared to anyone in the G League. Yeah, definitely. I think his his size is going to be what really makes a difference. I mean, just his raw, you know, talent, his his wingspan is just, I think, besides Rudy Gobert, I've never seen really anything like it. So um, just, yeah. So I think one more G League game just to really fine tune to make sure he's ready because remember Steve Kerr has also said, you know, not, not to get our expectations too high because mm-hmm. he is a rookie and he is super young like Kuminga. But I think, you know, once he really meshes with this warriors lineup, this bench and this, just in this entire team, including the trainers and the coaching staff, I think he's going to be one. I think he's going to be something incredible. I, something just really incredible to watch. Yeah, and especially seeing a teammate like Jonathan Kaminga and how he's developed, I think he's trusting the process in the sense that if Kaminga can do this in uh, this short amount of time, if I, Wiseman himself, if I have a healthy season, and especially next season going into training camp, I can make leaps like Jonathan Kaminga has. I think this is the most watched Warriors draft pick in almost 20 to 30 years since probably Chris Webber as a Warriors forward slash big this guy we haven't seen a center like him in many years with the Warriors so it's going to be truly a treat to watch but Lauren tonight the Warriors and the Celtics at Shea Center Warriors again looking to win five games in a row after going on that five game losing streak currently the Warriors stand third in the Western Conference 47 and 22 half game back on the second spot of the Memphis Grizzlies the Celtics, the fifth spot in the East at 41 and 28 and four and a half games out of the number one seed there in the East. What can we expect here? Can we expect a close matchup depending on if Wiggins can come in or if Bielitsa is available? Are we going to see more of that one-on-one ISO matchup that we did last season of Tatum and Curry going off against each other? I think we will, because I think the, I think the Celtics do know that the Warriors still have some, you know, health issues. They do know that some players still really aren't at hundred percent. And I think they're going to take advantage of it. So it, like, I, like I said, um, tonight's game is really going to be a test for the Warriors defense and to see what, to see how clay does one-on-one to see how Draymond does one-on-one and to really, you know, go against a championship contending basketball team with everyone back. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to see again if the Warriors can repeat the performance they did against the Wizards, especially with having their offense go off like it did, having 20 each from Poole, Curry, and Thompson. If they can get 20 point scorers from the three deadly shooters, then I think the league is in trouble and they need to put um, themselves on notice there. I mean, we're predicting a win here tonight, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think we, I think us as warrior fans, we, we need to trust the process, you know, we need to trust Steve Kerr and, you know, and sometimes Steph has a bad game. Sometimes clay has a bad game and we can't base our emotions based on that. I mean, I was like you when Steph was in a slump, I I was on Bonte's panic meter at the highest setting. And even, and I, I had to remember, I was like, you know what, we've only lost five games. That's, you know, that's really nothing compared to some of the other yeah. teams, like the Sacramento Kings. But um, like I said, they oh, lost. No, not John Wilson. Uh, not John Wilson. I know. I'm sorry, John, but it's true. 
so like they lost five games and then they just won five games. It's, you know, they can bounce back that easily. So I am hoping I am predicting a win tonight. I am hoping for a win tonight, but you know, I think Boston will make it close. I think this is going to be one of the better contenders for the warriors in a while. And it's, I hope they win. You know, I really hope they do. I'm not betting on this game just because I have been on a losing streak. So, cause God hates when I bet, but I, I do think that this game is going to be kind of the, the, up, the upturn of seeing clay, seeing Steph clay and Dre work their magic together. Yeah. And the Warriors are going for win number 30 at home. That would be the first in the NBA to win 30 games at home. The best record at home in the NBA for the Golden State Warriors. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me here today. It was a blast. We'll have to do this throughout the season and hopefully into the playoffs. We'll bring you on here again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care, y'all. Uh, make sure to follow the podcast at, on Twitter at Warriors247Podcast. Follow me at BKDZero. And of course, follow Lauren Johnson here at Lauren's Lame on Twitter. Thanks. Yeah, I, I need to change that username. <laughs> yeah yeah we need to change that i think lauren is dope is uh is gonna be a good one there um thanks for tuning in guys until next week and of course this show is presented by bet online thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube 